everybody, I am Claire. And I am Scarlett. Welcome to our podcast called Girl Sacks. Our show is created by us and our mom, Katie, the place where we can give you our two cents. You know the phrase that means giving our thoughts and opinions on what matters to us? When the girls asked to start this show, their dad and I thought it was the perfect way to reflect on growing up as a young girl and hear straight from them what's on their minds and what they're learning. All right, girls, let's dive in. All right, we're back for another episode. All right. Well, we uh, at the the last episode, we were a little distracted by Scarlett's tooth situation. So, Scarlett, do you want to let them know an update? Um, when I when I was wiggling my tooth, well, uh, we had dessert. Then, um, it was wiggling so bad. I told mom to pull it. She pulled it out, so I lost my tooth on the right stomach. after we recorded. Yeah, yeah. and when I was going up to brush my teeth. With this room's door shut, I had my door open, and I could hear him go, ow! <laughs> we are pulling like, tooth. what is the matter? Well, it was, one, it was one of those situations, I think, that it was so loose that it, like, hurt worse that it was still there than getting it out, huh? Well, it hurt when it was, like, right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it does. That's but what it feels does. better, like, two seconds after it's out. Yeah. Oh, it was, like... Ten million seconds. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. All right. Well, this episode we did some extra studying for, so we had to wait to record it because the girls were were really really serious at this next topic. So, Claire, do you want to tell them who our next person is that we are going to talk about? It is. Oh, that's drum roll. Okay. Harriet Tubman. Harriet. Even went to the coffin house. Yes, so we were, the girls had both read about Harriet Tubman before. They, in those books, they had shared with me, you know, that the Underground Railroad wasn't really underground. It was, and it wasn't even a railroad. And it wasn't even a railroad. And so. Nor was a railroad. Yeah, nor was it a railroad. And so interestingly, we were not too far away from going to visit one of the sites of the Underground Railroad, and so that is we were able to do a little extra research, and we saw the coffin. House. And we saw the coffin house, and so um, learning about the coffin house really took, you know, our learning about Harriet Tubman as a famous um, female leader. It really took it a lot further. We had some really, really deep conversations this weekend about, you know, what exactly led up to the need for Harriet Tubman to be so brave and all of the leadership that she offered. So girls, tell us, tell us a couple of things, just a couple of reflections that really, really moved your heart from our visit to one of the sites of the underground railroad. Tell them something that really stood out to you. I was surprised that in the coffin house, like they, when I saw the kitchen, I was like, that does not look like a kitchen. It didn't look like a kitchen. Do you just mean because the fireplace was really like yeah, the, the fireplace stove? was like the fire. Yeah, the oven and then cook stuff. They had hooks that you hang the silverware and stuff. And I would and the lady, the guide, told us that really in the early in the morning when 
um, like 17, 14. She said, I think she said the, the most freedom seekers they ever had. Yeah, that's by at the that same time. one night was like about 17. Yeah. Like, so she was like doing stuff in the kitchen and then she heard a knock on the door and it was, and then she said, who is it? And all of Kentucky. And she's like, and then she opened the door and 17 freedom seekers come into the room. So then she's she's making 17 breakfasts. Um, a freedom seeker is like um, a slave. A runaway a sl- slave. Yeah. A runaway slave that went freedom. Yeah. So, but now it's over, so. Yes. Well, yes. We, we had a lot of conversation about about that story, right? We, we understood well, much more about how well, slavery existed and then how... Indiana was a free state, and so folks who who came to Indiana were freedom seekers, right? And then um, somehow they um after they had to stay in stay in some houses, and then they had to go further yeah. north. Yes, yes. Because deeper in the south is where slavery existed. Yes. Yeah. A fun fact: if you've ever heard of Abby. Sure, like it's a movie on Netflix. There's this fuzzy named Otis, and a person that helped some of the freedom seekers, including Harriet Tubman, getting people from the north, I mean south, to bring them back. They put he put they put him, them in a wagon, uh-huh. and they had like little burrows for the people, and they put like hay over it, and then they. They put like a thing over it, and then they put hay, yep. and then they put bricks. So that you couldn't tell that there were people in there. No. Yeah. So, and then the um, and the person that helped was named Otis. Oh, that was a connection you were making when you <laughs> yeah. read the book. Uh-huh. Like Otis. Well, she's talking about the book that we read since oh, we. Like that, the person that helped the freedom seekers was named Otis, and there's That's a movie called Abby Hatcher. There's a person. There's a fuzzly named. Otis. She's just making the connection of the well, name. Of also, it. you know how we're talking about Harriet Tubman? Yeah. There's a person in Abby Hatcher that's called Harriet. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> sure, it's a very different storyline. I don't necessarily yes. know. Yes. What else yeah. did we learn? What else did we What else did we see at the house that was some interesting? Um, the way that the house was designed was very um, oh, was strategic. Not like how I thought about it. But when we walked downstairs and upstairs, the stairs were very, very narrow. Yeah, yeah. they were. And, and, and that's because the house the is very old. In one of the bedrooms, mm-hmm. they had that little door where they would hide freedom seekers. They had to be really quiet in a little burrow. Oh, smushed in there. Once, the, I think the highest they've put in there. 14. Is 14. 14 people, yeah, yeah. Once. So it was a little bit like a... <clears throat> Kind of a little bit of a attic, but a little tiny, would you call it that? A little tiny attic, like I a little section that you wouldn't really expect to see on the house, right? Is yeah. what you're describing. Like, but they could now, make a single but now or have any light because but now, any light that would shine through wouldn't tell pe- the people that people were in there. Yeah. And they couldn't make a noise because then they'd be like, yeah. which would be really hard in somewhere very dusty like that. Cough. I'd probably have to go. 
like swallow, like cover yes. tight so that no one would hear me, like cover really tight. Well, so they were describing that also. Yes, it was they 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 think that there was that space was used for people to hide away, but they also shared that you couldn't search the home without a search warrant and that they think that those who were the the what did they call them the folks who were they called them bounty hunters is that what they called them like they called them like no they were um, slave catchers slave catchers is that what they called them but she was talking about how they had to have a search warrant to enter the house right and that they think that the Coffin family had some really, really important strategies about the way that their house was laid out and built so yeah, that they what? couldn't get the search warrants to come in. So they don't necessarily think that the house was searched, but they had all these places that would be good strategies in case it was, right? And um, she said that um, no one was caught. Yeah, no one was caught. From the um, house. Something, yeah, some of the other things that I thought were really interesting to see with our own eyes, you know, the... The way that they had the well. Oh, oh yeah. The way that they had the bed, the beds back then. Oh, so yeah. Actually, net- beds, instead of mattresses, they had um ropes. Yeah, tell, tell her what she taught us about that. About the um, sleep tight came with cup from this tool. And then if the notes were a little bit droopy, the ropes were a little bit droopy, you would spin it and make a knot. And that's where sleep tight came from. But the little matches that the nets were hooked up. Like, don't let night night, don't let the bed bugs bite. There there are these little matches that the net hooked on that were called bed bugs. So that's where the one that night night, don't let the bed bugs bite come from. The phrase sleep tight, don't let the bed, bed bugs bite saying came from. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of poked out, like they could, they could yeah. kind of poke you. Like yeah. they would hurt. No, yeah. so if you just could imagine jumping on that bed and then, and then you just went hitting how a bed bug, bed bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about the well. I thought that was interesting too. So the well was the- positioned just below. It was kind of attached to like the base, the side of the basement, maybe. Yeah. And so because there was a well. It was immeasurable how much water that they were using, right? Yeah. So sometimes a common way they got a search warrant was they could kind of prove that they were using more waters in the house. So therefore, maybe they're hiding some people. Well, because of the way that their house was laid out. They put a well inside. Yeah. So, so the search warrant, they kept the basement a secret. So the um, search warrant warrant would not know how much water they were using. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, oh, and the other piece, too, the fireplaces. They had they had a, a fireplace, like, in the basement and then on the kitchen level and then on the second level. But they were all in a line so that it all came out of one chimney. So even if folks were in the basement using that particular fireplace, it wouldn't be suspicious, right? Because it would have looked like it was just any of the other fireplaces. Yeah. So interesting. So, so I think that so they shared that the Coffin family owned like a, a dry goods store, a, like kind of a you know local department store. And sports. he thought he should not use the, he used things that slaves did not use that slaves did not um, make with their stuff. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So so he he would only um, sell things in his stores 
that were that were not made by slaves. Yeah. And so why why did he do that? Um, because he wanted to make the slaves not feel well. I don't know. They had to do like they didn't want to make the slaves feel like they had to do anything more than they did with the slave owners. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he wasn't going to support slave owners that used slaves to create those goods, right? He was trying to say, we don't believe in slavery, so we're not going to buy from people who use slaves to create their goods, and so therefore we are not going to sell those goods, right? Is that what you were saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Um, so still things that you buy now that are similarly labeled, right? So that it was fair trade, it was fair labor practices, and so, in fact, he left Indiana to move to Cincinnati to open a whole warehouse of free trade products, right? Mm-hmm. What's our free trades? Well, or fair trade products, sorry. What you're describing, the fact that, like, things that were not made by slaves because he was just not going to support. The um, slave owners. Yeah, companies. So that they, used, yep. he wanted to make the things so that the slaves didn't have to do anything more than they should. Or that, yeah, or that people were compensated fairly for their work. And if, and if, those, them- if those business owners uh, that used slaves for their work were profitable, right, then that was like encouraging them to continue operating that way because they, and so he was trying to model that, like, let's not allow that model to be profitable because mm-hmm. we just won't sell those goods. So therefore, we will support businesses. Then the whole town of, um, Union City was slave free. No slaves. They saved slaves, but they didn't. Yeah, well, the town of Newport that they referenced. Yeah, yeah. they used to. It used to there be called two Newport. different Newports, so they got mixed up. So they, so they decided to change, change it to Fountain City. But the reason why it's called Fountain City is because there's like um a little river underground. Yeah, the water table was high. Yeah. Uh, yes, and that's why. That's and then they had a well, and then the well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. They, they said that lots of folks in the community were also trying to help freedom seekers. But not everyone, everyone wanted to help, but not as many people were as um, willing to take chances as, as the Coffin family, right? So tell, tell them more about uh, kind of the risks that the Coffin family took to take care um, of. They took Big, big risk. They took because big, big Levi, risks. the person who was helping them, he Levi, broke the law. He broke. He was breaking the law by helping the slaves get enslaved. Yeah. So, but in this example, he was breaking the law. I mean, I'm gonna ask you girls some questions. Like, doesn't it sound like a bad thing to break the law? Yeah. But why in this situation but was he was breaking the law? Good. The right answer. Why? Because because slaves and slaves because black people didn't deserve to be treated as treated way. in different ways. Yeah, so yeah. he had to stand up for what he knew was right. And slaves shouldn't have even existed in the first place. Yeah, it was a sad, yes. sad part of history. Correct. Like, and so it took people like Levi Coffin that stood up and said, we're not going to support this practice. We're going to Are go in his example. the coughing house than Harriet Tubman. Well, but that's we're a good talking point, about so. the whole thing about Harriet Tubman didn't even go to the Okay, so you bring up a really good point, Scott. So let's make the connection of why the connection of Harriet Tubman and Levi Coffin, 
why those stories are connected. Can you, you, you're right. They said that Harriet Tubman was not necessarily even part of the part coffin of, house, part of this area. Yeah. But she did similar work yeah, she um, did similar across work. on all their parts so, of the country. So tell us more about what specifically Harriet Tubman did. So she, so she brought herself there and then now she knew the way there. So she went. So then she, she went to go grab more slaves and bring them. And grab more they slaves, went, bring them. They went grab to more slaves, bring them. Uh-huh. Yeah. She went down to south and brought more slaves back that would go to north. So all tell the way us to get to Canada. So why was that so 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 brave? Um, because she could have gotten caught. She could have got captured at any time, and I could have got really 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 hurt. A slave owner still could have been awake and heard people going, making a plan to go away, and then she could have got caught. In the book, I saw that if you found her, you'd earn $12,000. A person named Joe, if you found him, you'd get a thousand-something dollar bill, like $500, and Peter... So they were putting out these... These... Things that you would... Rewards if you would find them? papers and then they give money at the bottom and then so that make you want to give the slaves back yeah to earn like twelve thousand dollars for Harriet Tubman and fun fact um she wasn't Harriet Tubman her whole entire life so their parents named her Minty I like that name because it reminds me of Mint yeah her parents named her Minty so why did she change her name to Harriet or how did that happen? Like after, she named her herself mom? after her mother. She named herself after her mother? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so why was, was Harriet Tubman so valuable on the wanted posters? Why? Um, because she kept bringing slaves. And then I don't so know So people knew about her. They knew about her, but I don't know how they knew. Um, you know, so successfully scary. helping so many people, right? It kind of it put a real target on her back, so therefore... I, they put that wanted poster. They actually, even though they shared with us that Levi Coffin or Harriet Tubman did not pass through the Levi Coffin house, um, they did share though that they think that they knew about one another, yeah. so that there was this like network Maybe of people. Maybe one knew about one person, but the other didn't know about the other. But yeah, somehow they had to have a connection. Well, there's a network of people that I maybe knew about other people doing this important well, work. Well, also Abraham Lincoln tried to. Yeah, yes. tell us more about how what what role did Abraham Lincoln play? Abraham in Lincoln um said there should be no more slavery. That's not fair. And like yeah. every for everybody, everybody should get the same rights. <laughs> Absolutely, and so Abraham Lincoln was an important role to end slavery. Correct. Yes. Later in the story, um, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. came into. Well, yes. so, so after slavery... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Claire started that story, so let's let Claire talk about it. Yep. Later in um, that story, yes. Later, later in this a long time a long has passed. A long time yes. after slavery has been... That's, and then he's made the I have a dream speech. And he was like, I have a dream that no one... That everyone is treated the same way. No so one is different. No one's... Yeah, yeah. So, so we talked about that, right? So, like... The when Abraham Lincoln, you know, said that slavery is no longer allowed. That's what you're talking about. Is like 
right then it became illegal, right? But some people like were just saying that it took a little bit of time for that to be probably like for folks to really change their mindsets right around slavery. Mm -hmm. And so then lots of time passed. And so then um, even though that slavery was all gone, there was this segregation, right? We talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Martin Luther King comes into the story. Segregation's like that's a use different water towns water fountains and even they had to live in maybe they even had to live in different towns yeah people and then they had to go in different schools and yeah so martin luther king steps in to say i have a dream that everyone is treated the same way for everybody's rights (laughs) everyone has equal rights yeah yeah so what you look like on the outside. Well, there's this, like, it matters about what's on the inside. It, man, it matters about how you, how you are on the inside, not how you look. It's from how you, like, act. Yeah. Not from how you look. Why would you treat people by how they look? Well, it's well, kind of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. also, so um, don't judge a But then, um, after that, um, when he was 39, he got shot. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't know how important it was. Because that's the reason how you looked. I mean, why? Like early kindergarten. When I was in early kindergarten, I only knew about segregation, not slavery. But then later I heard about slavery. And I'm like, what is slavery? And then I heard slavery is where people like um, work for them. So those are really, really deep concepts. That's why, I mean, you're actually still maybe, um, like, maybe that's why you didn't learn that in kindergarten. And it's still a really heavy, big topics for you now, but you girls have started reading about it. So I think you're mature enough to, like, try to understand it so that you have more context of this, this overall reality. But I do think that it's refreshing to hear you girls, you know, saying that it just doesn't really make sense at all. But we reflected on the fact that, what was strange about those times is it wasn't okay. And yet somehow like so many people believed it was okay. That they, that they, they needed, just made it a law. They, they just, well, they just made it acceptable, but then, then it, it took people law. to kind of go against, you know, like like, go against the, what was perceived as normal and say, you know what, actually this isn't okay. This really so isn't before okay. Slavery, everything was fine. No, no, um, no slaves, no... Well, there's there's a story for a different day. We could go back to, like, you know, some Native American conversations or whatnot and, and learn that that's... Like, um, Sacagawea. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about different versions of of also this this Slavery. kind of sad stuff. Yes, but... But yeah, this the context that is Harriet Tubman specifically yes. is what we were th- we were studying most and recently. Who, and then we started getting into the Levi Coffee and the well, and it was interestingly timed because tomorrow is a certain holiday. What's that? Martin Luther King Jr. Day! So now we have a little bit more of an understanding of why that day is so important, right? Mm-hmm. I need to go. <laughs> All right, why don't we just wrap up? <laughs> why don't we just wrap up this session? Let's, let's wrap up the episode so that you're not, so that you don't miss the end of this episode. <laughs> okay, okay. So, all right. So, what should? What are some last minute thoughts that we need to tell the audience? Anything else, friends? Uh, this is something I remember from the coffee house. Okay, whatever. The outhouse with the three. Um, oh, the three zero outhouse. 
Oh yes, that, that was an interesting. That that there were three stools in the outhouse, so therefore that's how you knew that the coffee you family was wealthy. You and two friends could go <laughs> at the same time. I'll pass on that. Yeah, yeah, I'll but, pass. Well, us could. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But all right, well, in in reflection, I think what you girls need to know is that I was super impressed by your maturity and your in like your you were really trying to understand, and it is kind of you know something that's. A little bit incomprehensible. It's a little hard to understand the why why there was a time that that all happened, why but is, it all changes. It all kind of led us to a story of where we are today. And that's super duper mean. What we have to do better, and like, we like, know it's that there's still. Like, well, impressed by how you girls were trying to understand, and it really is a topic that is that is really difficult to understand. How that even. Um, but we also acknowledge we, we we reflected as a family on, you know, there's still work to be done, and as we talk about, there's there's still conversations around race, even though slavery has ended and segregation has ended, there there are still things that we need to work on. So we reflected oh, on how we can be better, right? I have one more thing to tell. I, I have another thing. Oh oh my goodness. Okay, what else? Um. So this first grader, her name was Ruby Bridges, and she was part of the things that helped the law change, mm-hmm. and she went to a white school, but you weren't allowed to. Her, very brave of her. And what were you going to say, Scarlett? Um, there's this egg experience you can try tomorrow. Um, so you can get one of those brown eggs and one of those white eggs, crack them. They have the same thing inside. Exactly. That's. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place in this in this uh, podcast. Just well, a thing you could do. It doesn't matter what the color on the outside was, is what she'd say. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll uh, bring you another episode soon. Bye. Thanks, girls, for sharing your thoughts and your ideas with everyone. They can check out more on the website that's linked in the description. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time on Girl Sense.